today I've been, been uh, I'm so honored to, to, to bring your word and I hope that it's going to be encouraging and hopefully also it will challenge us and lift us and help us to propel us forward. Uh, we're so blessed to have Colin and Amanda in our lives still, even though it's 14, 15 years since we, we uh, moved back to Sweden. Uh, and uh, since, since then, we've done many things. I'm in the marketplace as well as planting churches and stuff like that. Uh, I might tell you a little bit about some of what's happening in Sweden. Uh, also want to say there was a young man during my time as a youth pastor, a young man, a little bit troubled, I would say, during those years, a darkened mind at first, uh, but he met with the Lord, and his life is radically, was radically changed, and it's been an honor, Scott, to follow you uh, and to see your progress and your growth, um, deepest respect for you, uh, massive blessing also, and, and honor to Claudette, and Ron Salamat, uh, and lots of people, friends of ours, and it's so great to see all of you. Um, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much that you have chosen us. We, we didn't primarily choose you, but you chose us, and you elected, you chose us to bear fruit. And I pray that this word today your word would bear fruit in our lives. Whatever our circumstances, whatever our situations, I know that your word, your word will bring fruit and it will never return void without having done everything that you meant it to, to, to do in our lives. Thank you so much, Father, for your grace, your mercy. And let us hear from you today. And let your word end up and, and fall down into good soil in our hearts. In the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said, amen, amen and amen. Um, so just, to, just briefly, I thought of, of Corona. You know, Corona affected us all in one way or another. And... Um, some of the corona effects, of course, they're out of our control. Some of the effects are just happening to us. But what is not out of our control, and definitely not out of God's control, our, our responsibility, as it were, is how we respond to this situation. It's okay to be in lockdown as long as your heart don't lock down. You know, today we're going to talk about God's promises. And God is not standing there watching a world being, uh, in many ways, captivated or affected at least by corona. He's not standing there saying, oh, I'm, I'm really surprised. I don't know what to do about this. But God is with you. Through challenges, God is with us, not just when everything is hunky-dory, pink and fluffy, and we feel good. He's with us at all times. And we're going to talk about, I want to share with you about God's promises. And they are so deep. And, and Pastor Colin spoke about this this morning, really gave us a, a good trampoline. If you didn't listen to that message, please do. Great encouragement right there. Uh, 
And, and God is a good God. Can I have a stronger amen in the house? <laughs> God is a good God. And in God, we trust for real. And He is real and He is worthy of not just praise, but He's worthy and He is faithful. And we can trust Him with all our lives. Let us, and I want to talk to you about living by His promises and faith in His promises and not in our general assumptions about things. Uh, the key verse I want to uh, um, propel, uh, uh, um, work from today, sorry, my, my English, give me a few, few minutes here and, and, and we'll, we'll, we'll work this through, I hope. Uh, for, so 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 1, verse uh, 20 to 22. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. Now, it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. He anointed us, set his seal of ownership on us, and put his spirit in our hearts as a deposit guaranteeing what is to come. I love the word guaranteeing. It's a very strong emphasis. God is not just promising. He's guaranteeing the things that is to come. The word promise appears more than 100 times in Scripture. And there's a story of a certain Everett R. Storms, a school teacher in Canada who made a detailed study of, of he wondered how many promises do we have, do we actually have in Scripture? And... and um, he made, of course, uh, you know, a, a specific situation there, um, and, 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 and some of the promises has already had their fulfillments, but uh, he found out that um, he, uh, Storm came out with a grand total of 8,810 promises throughout Scripture, out of which 7,487 were made by God to humankind. So a lot of promises um, we, we can read about in the Bible, and, and, and some of them have already had their fulfillment, but loads and loads of promises are yet to be fulfilled also in your life, also in my life. But just as in Genesis chapter 3, verse 1, the beginning, very beginning of the Bible, it says, Now the serpent was more crafted than any other wild animal's the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, did God really say, you must not eat from any tree in the garden? So the serpent continues to say to us, did God really say? Did God really say, and is God really faithful? Some Christians, even myself, we compare ourselves to others. It's so easy to compare ourselves to others. Oh, they got this and, and God. It's easier sometimes. I don't know if that's just me, but it's easier to have faith that God will help and bless somebody else. But it's very difficult in the midst of darkness, maybe whatever the situation, to, to, to still believe and to, to just sink back into the fact that God loves me as well, and God wants to bless me as well. The, the foul devil is trying 
to whisper to so many of us, did God really say? But God is a good God. And I think that is one of the main challenges or main struggles of our minds as Christians to believe that God is a good God. Is God really a good God? Is He light? And is there no darkness in Him? No, there is no darkness in Him whatsoever. God is light. In Him there is no darkness at all. 1 John 1.5 So if you and I somewhere deep in our hearts are struggling to believe that God really is good. I believe it's good to run, but is it really good to me? I believe good, and he's showed himself good to Pastor Colin, to others, to my neighbor, to this, that, and the other. But can he really, can he really be good to me? I'm here to remind you that he is faithful, and he's good, and this thing that we so easily miss, and we, 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 at least myself, you know, when I say this, you know, God loves you. That is so easy to just dismiss and to, oh, tell me something I didn't know. But do we live as if he loved us? Do we live as if he loves us? Let me tell you about a good friend of mine. I think we have a, a photo of him. Um, his name is Betts. And uh, this was a couple of years ago. Um, this guy, in the last year and a half, his life has been completely and utterly changed from complete and total darkness to the amazing light that Jesus has come uh, straight into his, his life. He's become one of my closest friends in Sweden, a real brother. And he's only two to three years younger than myself. He's been in prison um, for over 10 years. Uh, so he's, he's done a lot of time. And uh, about one quarter of his life, because of violence, bank robbery, aggravated assault, and he at one time, uh, for quite a long time actually, he was one of the most wanted criminals in Sweden. So he grew up in the outskirts of Stockholm. He came to, to, to Sweden from Ethiopia, Ethiopian parents, and, and they came here, he came as a young boy, and after some time he got involved, he grew up and he got involved with the wrong crowd. He felt he didn't fit into society. Don't we hear so many stories today, also in Sweden, a lot of stories with people that don't feel they fit into society. He was one of those, and his life rapidly became darker and darker, and he started his journey as a petty thief, but soon advanced through the ranks um, in the criminal community, and as a teenager, and in his early at 20s, he became a notorious bank robber and thief and real villain. And as time went by, his mind became, he tells me, his mind became more and more dark, just, just darkness, hatred, violence. 
He was on heavy drugs. He was selling heavy drugs. He was taking heroin. He mixed it with huge quantities of alcohol, tablets, and and everything he did was only to get the next fix, to, to, to reach his dreams, which was so small because it was all about money, sex, and rock and roll. He did everything he could, and in the middle of everything, he sort of reached the outer, uh, on the outside, he had the money, he had the stuff, he had everything, he was, you know, sort of famous in his circles, he had reached much of what he was dreaming uh, dreaming for, but yet his, his life and, and his heart, he just says, it was a complete ruin, it was totally empty on, on the inside. And so a year and a half ago, he describes it, he had come to the lowest point in his life. And he he didn't know what to do, and he just wanted to finish his life. He had tried to finish his life before, but he ended up in a basement, in a dark basement. He turned out the light. He sat there with a loaded gun, with a bottle of, a full bottle of vodka and tablets, and he said, this is it. I don't want this. And, And I've failed my family. I've failed everyone. I've failed myself, and I'm going to end this, and this is the one thing I'm not going to fail. So cut a long story short, he's sitting there, he's going to end his life, and suddenly he describes this, there's a massive light that comes into the basement, and he describes this, there's an angel, and suddenly there's a voice, he can't see anyone, he just hears what he describes as an audible, audible voice saying, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And I think most people that would have met Betts would not say that he was a guy that was normally afraid. He was not afraid of pretty much anything, but yet, of course, he was afraid. Afraid of not meaning anything, of no value. And suddenly, his life takes a dramatic turning. He gives his life completely to Christ. And today, he's not only saved, we're serving together, serving the Lord together. And um, I must say, I've met quite a few, call it effective, really effective evangelists throughout my life. But I, I, I must say, I probably have never seen someone so effective in one-to-one evangelism as this guy ever before. Um, you know, what is, what is, what is happening? What, what's, what's happening when he meets people and people ask, what's, what's the matter with you? You just you, you shine something. There's something special with you. They, they say to him, and he's absolutely beaming um, with love, love for people. So, uh, so go back, uh, please. So, uh, yeah, there he is, Betts in our, in our kitchen. That's Betts and another guy, Frederick, also been previously on drugs, heavy drugs, uh, for many, many, many years, but they're all delivered and, and they're, they're saved serving Jesus today. The next um, picture. So here on, on, on your right, he's... He's got a diploma of Christian ministry from, from the Bible school, the Word of Life Bible school in, in Uppsala, Sweden. Uh, so he's gone through one year of Bible school, and he went out with distinction, 
although he has major challenges with, with reading and, and, and dyslexia and, and all of that. Um, and here on, on your left is also, he's praying for two convicts in Kenya, which is a miracle in and of itself that he was able to go. He was on parole. He was on, on yeah, had a, had, had a, 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 a conviction uh, and, and he was going to do prison time. But a miracle happened, so he was actually able to, to not go to prison, but instead uh, go to Bible school physically um, and, and uh, also, yeah, to, to have, so basically being sentenced but not in jail, having to, to report to three, four times a day, quite hectic. But he was also able to go to Kenya. He was also able to go on a mission. And these two guys are... Two, two guys sentenced to death, and he was able to pray with them, and he, they, they, there and then, they gave their lives to Jesus. I don't know what happened after that, but his life is completely transformed. And, you know, it, it was one of those things that God showed him that I'm going to show you how faithful I am. And he gave him uh, promises of, a, of, of uh, a couple of miracles, a number of miracles. The number one miracle was, I'm going to give you peace. And he received that peace instantly in that basement, in that dark basement a year and a half ago. Um, he also had a tumor, which he knew about and he was very worried about. Uh, and God took away that tumor and it's documented uh, afterwards, he went to the doctors a couple of weeks after and it was gone. Um, he was also promised not to go to prison and he went to, he went to court. Um, three months later, after this basement experience, he went to court and he was prosecuted on no less than 28 counts, out of which uh, the majority were very, very heavy crimes, including uh, heavy weapons, drugs, extreme violence, theft, and and. Now, in, in the court, being a born-again believer, he said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to confess everything that I've done. So when the attorney and, and, and uh, the prosecutor uh, pulled up all these things and, and he pleaded guilty on every account and the prosecutor just couldn't believe his eyes. They knew this guy. He was a, fam he was a villain and he just stood there, pleaded guilty, totally astonished the whole court. And um, it wasn't the first time in court, but it was the first time this, this kind of thing happened. And the crimes committed would in Sweden add up, I think, to life sentence or a minimum. Uh, if you count if very, very low, it would be a minimum of 12 years. Um, the prosecutor came to an end when the judge suddenly turned to Betts and said, do you want to say anything? And Betts stood up and he said, I am a new creation in Christ. And he said, I am so sorry because there was a lot of, uh, not just witnesses, and, 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 and it was a lot of the, um, what do you say, the people he had wronged. They were there. And he said, I'm so sorry. I beg for your forgiveness. The man that did that don't exist anymore. I'm a new being, a new creation. Um, 
I was so, he said, I was so deeply down into darkness. Uh, so I stopped caring for anyone. I didn't even care about myself. But God, God who is light, he has delivered me from darkness and I am a new man now. The old man is gone. And the whole, of, he described, the whole of the courtroom is completely, it, it just, you can hear a penny drop. And, and he tells, the, like, the presence of God in the courtroom was just ridiculous. And um, a little while later, it was time for the judge to deliver the verdict. And Betts got five years. Five years. Not life, not 12, but five years. And God had spoken to him, and he didn't, didn't understand, you know, you are not going to do prison time. And he thought, well, I'm free now. So whether I go to prison, it's just a physical place, I'm free. Even if I'm going to be in prison, I'm free. So he thought, okay, you know, that's probably what God meant. But then this astonishable thing happened. And that's the government and, and the, the, the judge, they, they decided that they wouldn't uh, imprison him but they would actually do it without, uh, without imprisoning him. He, went, he could go to, um, to Bible school. Um, I don't know exactly what you call it, but, but basically he, he was doing prison time, but not in prison outside. And then he had a lot of hectic checkups uh, for a long time, but he didn't go to prison, just like God had said. Absolutely incredible. And then I must show you just briefly, you know, a, a, a trustworthy promise from Romans 1.16, where Paul says, For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God for salvation, to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek and for all of us. And I must show you, this is Anders, um, a guy that also got involved with the wrong crowd went down the path of violence and drugs and, and, and uh, yeah, robbery and, and, and all of that. But this is him now. So on Tuesday, last, now, like, like less than a week ago, he got baptized. He explained like five weeks ago, it came to, to a service that we have on Tuesday nights. And he described he was ready to, to, to commit suicide. He'd also tried lo loads of times, several times, but failed, thank God. And now he writes on his Instagram, he wrote um, a long, uh, long text there saying, you know, I am free. I am so grateful to God that I'm, I'm alive and I can experience life today. God's promises are there for you, not just these guys. And I'm thinking, if God can do it with these guys, when Betts is telling me what he's done, the people he's hurt, the, the, the stuff that he's done, even during a time, because his, his parents are Christian, even during a time when he knew that God existed, he still just went absolutely ballistic and went the wrong way. It wasn't like this was the first time he heard about Jesus. He knew, and he, 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 his name, Betz, his whole name is Betzegao, and that apparently means uh, blessed. <laughs> and his mother had prayed for him, and father, of course, they had prayed for him all, all of these years. And they are like, God, 
give us our son back. And God gave them their son back. For no matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. Can I have an amen? They're yes in Christ. They're not just yes because we are happy or clappy and we do work ourselves up and all of that. God has general promises. God has common promises. God has specific promises for all of us. I'm thinking about the birds that, that Jesus is talking about in Matthew 6. Look at the birds of the air. Uh, chapter 6, verse 26. Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow or reap or store away in bonds, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? Jesus is saying, don't worry. Don't you worry. Put your faith in Jesus. Do you know what? Uh, I had somebody explain to me about bird food. Are you with me? Bird food. Do you know the U.S. Federal Reserve, if the U.S. Federal Reserve paid for food and had to pay for bird food for all the birds in the world, do you know how long the, the U.S. Uh, Federal Reserve would last? Two weeks. Two weeks. And God, what is he doing? He's giving them food all day long. For thousands of years, he's just giving them food. But me, I am worrying about small things. Me, I'm walking around making plans, even though I know these plans are probably not helpful to anyone. Matthew 6, 33, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. But I seek all the other things first. These things, eat, drink, what I should wear, and all of that. John 3, 6, and another fantastic promise. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish, but have eternal life. James 4.8, uh, a verse that, that I've, I've quote, quote a lot, and I remind myself, or I remind my soul, and I remind God about this. Come near to God, and He will come near to you. Can you imagine can you imagine the creator of the universe saying, you know, if you, if you approach me, if you, if you come near to me, I will come near you. We read about that in, in the New Testament. We read also about that in the Old Testament where it says in Jeremiah 29 or many, many places, if you approach me, when you come to me and you seek me with all your heart, I will let you find me, God says. John chapter 15, verse 12 or 13, about the Holy Spirit. Isn't that a fantastic promise about the Holy Spirit? Very, very 
Uh, Truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I've been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I am going to the Father, and I will do whatever you ask in my name, so that the Father may be glorified in the Son. You may ask me for anything in my name, and I will do it. Let me just finish off with five maybe general but five very deep promises of God. Number one, God is always with me. He's always with you. Always. I will not fear, therefore. Matthew 28, 20, I am with you always until the end of time. God is always with me. God is, number two, God is always in control, even during corona. He is in control. Because that will lead me to, I don't have to doubt. Romans 8, 38. For I'm convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus, our Lord. God is always good, number three. He is always good. He is good all the time. In James 1, chapter 1, verse 17, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. Wonderful. God is always watching, number four. Proverbs 5.21, the Lord sees everything you do wherever you go. He's watching, not like Big Brother, watching you trying to, oh, I'm going to see when Daniel makes a mistake. I'm not going to smack him. Smite me, oh mighty smiter, like Bruce Almighty says. You know, but if God is good, always good, It's comforting to know that he always sees me. Number five, God is always victorious. He is always victorious. Even when I fail, he will not fail. Romans 8, 38. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. No matter how many promises God has made, they are yes in Christ. And and so through him, the amen is spoken by us to the glory of God. Do you know what? When you are blessed, when you go through hardships, when you not just lie down and, and, and just, okay, corona is here, I can't do anything about it. But when you do what you can do, God will always do what only he can do. When you do what you can do, God will always do what only He can do. Let us seek God in this time. How, in in the last six months, what has happened, not just with our outside, but what has happened with our inside? You can affect, you can, by turning to Jesus... Not just come out alive out of this season, 
but you can come out stronger, more, with more vitality, with a stronger hunger for Jesus. And if these things that are happening in Sweden as we speak, loads of ex-criminals are getting saved. Whole of Sweden is on the, like the top, top news all the time is all the cr crimes and all the violence happening in Sweden. It's exploded. We've got major challenges that the politicians have no clue, to be honest. We pray for them, but they have no clue and they're not sitting on the answer. Jesus is sitting, or rather, he's sitting on, his, on, the, on, on God's, God the Father's right-hand side, but he is the answer. And these guys are proof that it works. Nothing else will work on these guys or girls, these people. But God and Jesus, the, 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 the promise that whoever believes in him will have eternal life, not just eternal life, their lives will be and can be transformed, and so can your life. Continue, and you can continuously live in a, in a constant transformation, being renewed of your mind, but of your spirit and everything you are to become more like Jesus. That is my prayer. Lord, let me become a little bit more like you. Well, a lot more, to be honest. So God and every promise is yes, not because you are fantastic, when you are doing everything right, but because Jesus has said so, it is yes and man in Christ.